The thought of running just one marathon absolutely fills me with dread, but my guest this week on This Is Rami is planning on doing a little bit more than that. It's Rowan Ardell of the Ramsbottom Running Club. This is Rami, your locally produced weekly podcast, bringing you news, events, interviews and information from the heart of Ramsbottom with your host, Lee. So, Rowan, welcome to This is Rami. You're not unfamiliar with it. You've been you've been on before. That's right. Yeah, I have. And we were just ago. talking uh, just before a press record and uh, your last interview, or at least the air date, uh, if you can say a podcast goes to air, uh, was the 15th of January, 2017. And today is the 13th of January, 2020. So uh, oh, almost okay. three years nice to the day. Yeah. Cool. Um, and... You are, if the listener's not familiar, you've been doing the Ramsbottom Running Club for, you say it was November-ish, something like that, 2016? Yeah, so we, we've met in, uh, the first time we got together was in September 2016 in the brewery in Ramsbottom for a, a bit of a meeting to discuss the possibility of launching a new club. And the club's kind of existed since that point. So yeah. I think we had our first run together a couple of weeks after, so mid-September. Started taking memberships from about the November onwards. And uh, it's gone from there, really. So we've got about 350 members of the club now. I was going to say, you're coming on to big. nearly yeah. like you. Must yeah, be approaching so it won't be long till we get to 400 because because the start of the new year always attracts lots of new yeah. uh, people who want to become physically active and and take their first steps. So I'm sure it won't be long until we reach 400. Yeah. And if and if the listener's not familiar with the Ramsworth Running Club, it's is it still choose, just Tuesday nights? So we do a Tuesday night where we meet at the brewery. Yeah. We have seven options available. So we have uh, at the back end of 2019, we introduced a walk and talk option. So it's people can come and bring their dogs, bring their kids in the buggies if it's not too late um, and join us for a led walk. So we have a couple of volunteers who show them the way and look after people on the walk and it's fully uh inclusive and organized and very safe hopefully um and then we have six other options of ranging between 5k and 10k distance and then on a wednesday night we have a track session at berry uh, athletics clubs market street track so that okay. is 8 till 9 p.m and that is every week throughout the winter while the clocks are as they currently are and then it'll change to a weekly session when the clocks change again. Right. So, uh, sorry, a monthly session when the clocks change again. If they change again, because there's like rumours that they were going to change. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. God, we might have to think about I that. <laughs> I don't know whether or not that's changed since Brexit and stuff. Yeah. They were oh, yeah. about it being like the last everything. thing, but who knows. Yeah, so it becomes becomes monthly when the clocks change again, and it's the last Wednesday of every month. But all of the details are on our website. Fantastic. Is, well, I'll, I'll definitely yeah. link to that. But that's not specifically why you're here. So mm -hmm. I've brought you on here to ask you, are you mad? Are you actually crazy? <laughs> because you were doing something that you've called, well, it's it's obvious why it's called this. It's the 2020, and it is 2020, the year, obviously. Mm -hmm. And the 20 is, you're doing 20 consecutive marathons. Yes. Starting the 1st of May. Yes, that's right. So you're not stopping. Well, you are stopping. You're still going to be sleeping. It's not like yeah. you're running constantly. But yeah, yeah, day after day after day. That's right. Yeah. Are you, are you, are you mad? Okay. So yeah, a little bit, I think. I think to to even think about it is a bit crazy. Um, but yeah, so it's 20. It, the idea came about because it's the year 2020. So I thought I've got to do something. Um, and so it's, as you say, it's 20 marathons in 20 consecutive days in 20 different UK cities with the aim of raising £20,000 
for the running charity. So they work with people who are uh, aged between 16 and 25 who are either homeless or at risk of homelessness. Um, so yeah, it's uh, going to be a bit of a mega challenge and uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it actually. And, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's not far away training. now, is it? It's not like it's not. Yeah, yeah, I keep being reminded how close it is. So it's about four months away, just short of four months away. Because obviously it's the fir- the first of May when I start. The first one is going to be in London on the first of May, and then mm-hmm. the final one is in Manchester on the twentieth of May. So it's kind of like a a bit of a yeah. homecoming on the twentieth of May, where lots of my friends and clubmates and anybody who wants to get involved can come and join in uh, as little or as much as they'd like in the final marathon. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, taking a lot of planning and a lot of training and, and things like that, but, uh, something that I'm really looking forward to, to get my teeth into and getting started uh, on. Is work allowing you the time off or are you booking holidays? Yeah, well, I'm having to book holiday days for right. it, but fortunately the way that it lands, I'm st- the first of May is a Friday. Uh, so the first of the first three marathons, mm. one of them, uh, two of them are, are at the weekend. There's also a bank holiday in there. Right, and then okay. it's over three weekends. So I think it works out about 13 days holiday. Yeah. I've got are, you, are, you, are you booking time off after you've finished? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good question. I think it finishes on a Wednesday. I'll probably take the Thursday and Friday off. Yeah, you might need it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, work, my work have been really supportive. And um, as we were discussing just before we, we started, uh, I work for Partrun, who, who are fully supportive and behind this kind of thing, and especially mm. when it's for such a good cause. Um, a friend, our chief operating officer, Tom, uh, actually presents the Marathon Talk podcast. So All right. he's going to be featuring this as well, hopefully, and give me a bit of publicity and, and that type of thing. So, yeah, the the uh, my workmates all, I'm sure, get involved in lots of it as we go along as well. So did it take much convincing to convince your wife that you were going to do it? <laughs> I mean, did you start with, I, I want to do 52 yeah. marathons? Well, no, I did actually, <laughs> I did a, I did go in with a, a higher offer of... Um, <laughs> 20 countries actually <laughs> and she said yeah she gave me a bit of a, a telling off and made me well reminded me that we've got two young children and I've got a full-time job yeah uh, so in uh did, in did hindsight you go in was, expecting that to get knocked back no I did, that was my uh my genuine plan right. but in hindsight it was quite a good plan because when I went not a plan it wasn't it wasn't what I intended at all but in um when I came back to her and said okay I'll just do uh I'll just do UK cities then. She was like, she was happier with that. So yeah, um, it's, uh, it, she's been really supportive and she always is on, on these mad challenges mm. that I do. So, um, we're just having to be a bit smarter about how we look after the kids and, sure. and that type of thing during the time. But I want to try and get her along and the kids along to as many of them as I can. Um, mm. and like all my friends and, and, uh, family and everyone have been really supportive of it as well and offered up you know childcare and transport and accommodation and things like that so uh yeah it's as i said uh to somebody the other day the the beauty of this type of thing well what i found already with this is that it brings out people's really kind mm-hmm. side and and shows a great side of human nature in that people go out of their way to support and help you as much as they possibly can so it's it's really heartwarming and really life affirming that mm-hmm. you know people will people at the, at heart are really good and yeah. it's, I think it's the kind of shot in the arm that we all need at this moment and in time, it's, especially and it's a charity as well isn't it so it's, yeah that's right it's not yeah. like you're just doing it oh, I just fancy doing I know it. <laughs> yeah it, it, at first I, I, when I first was kind of dreaming up the idea it was I knew I wanted to do something quite you know big this year 
And at first I was thinking, oh, maybe I could do some of my bucket list things. Like I've always wanted to cycle across the country or Land's End to John O'Groats type mm-hmm. stuff. And I thought that all well, that, that all felt quite self-indulgent. And I, I want, I also wanted to do something quite major for charity because I've ne- I've done quite a lot of running and, and mm-hmm. endurance sport events, but I've never really done anything major for charity. Um, and I knew that, you know, the 2020 thing had like a nice kind of little marketing thing yeah. to it. And 20,000 pounds seems a ambitious, but realistic target yeah. to aim for. So I thought, uh, yeah, let, let's do something that people would buy into and get behind and, mm-hmm. and really support and doing something self-indulgent didn't quite fit with that. So I thought let's do something quite challenging. And, and that's where this kind of idea landed and came from, um, which does sound mad but i'm trying not to think too hard about yeah. the actual distances involved and the You've, logistics I, involved i think you have run marathons before yeah i've yeah. done about oh, i don't know i think i've done about 10 marathons okay and i've done ironman triathlon three times as well which is you know quite an extreme endurance event mm-hmm. and a- amy my wife's been supportive of of that uh three times twice with kids i think oh, i think she was pregnant with our first uh max well i did my second Ironman and then we had Max um, Mm -hmm. when I did my third Ironman and she um, as I say is always supportive of what I do and puts up with a lot of extra work but um, yeah I I I really like the thought of of involving them as much as possible in this challenge and and allowing them to support isn't it and you know it's nice to have your family when especially when you get to the point where you're feeling pretty long yeah beaten, you know? yeah it's it's incredible so i quite often think or while i'm mid training for events or talking to people who are training for marathon events and things like that it's it always amazes me how much you look forward to seeing your family like midway through a marathon mm. so you can get to 15 or 16 20 miles or something into a marathon and seeing your family at that point gives you a massive shot in the arm yeah and it's so strange because that's only about two hours since you've last seen them or three hours since you've last seen them. But in that context, seeing your family is just mm. an amazing thing. And, uh, and yeah, you get really emotional choked up when you see them in, in, when you're in a quite a dark place mm-hmm. and, you know, struggling physically. So having their support and backing while I'm doing this will be, will be amazing. I think, and, and you know, uh, seeing Max and Daisy's face at the end of of the marathons will be pretty cool, I think. So, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'll try, like I say, try to involve them as much as I can. It will be a logistical challenge. I think that's probably what people have questioned the most: is mm-hmm. how am I getting around and how am I? Yeah, because you're not going to be in any state to drive yourself. Yeah. So fortunately, lots of people have offered up like their camper vans and wow, and okay. ferrying me around. And and pe- as I say, people have been really really kind. Like somebody's offered to pay for my flights. Um, to Belfast, right. uh, which is the only one that requires yeah. a flight. So, and that's the only, the only inverted commas official marathon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's the only one which is an organised event. That's the third. That's the third of May, May yeah. uh, and then the day after. Yeah, but you'll be fine. You've only ran two marathons. I know. Well, uh, yeah. Put it into the grand scheme of things. That's yeah. quite early on, isn't it? That's not a lot of miles covered. So it's London, then Brighton, then I've got to get a flight from Gatwick over to Belfast. So it's quite a challenge getting yeah. that making sure I get that flight on time. So I've got to be at Gatwick airport for, I think it's midday. So I've got to have finished Brighton, Ma- yeah. Brighton by 11 AM or something. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the most stressful little logistical period, I mm-hmm. think. And then, 
a good friend of mine, David Doherty, has paid for all his work covering my hotel bill in in Belfast for a couple of nights. Oh, so I'll nice. be staying in Belfast the night before the marathon and the night after the marathon and then flying to Glasgow the next morning yeah. early to get Glasgow in. Yeah, because um, quite easily you could be racking up loads of expenses. And, yeah, you know. and that, that was going to be the most expensive expensive trip and actually it's been covered by like some really really kind people so yeah a massive thank you to kate who's covered my my flights and david who's covered my accommodation and uh sort me out with a car as well so um yeah it's it's amazing what people how kind people are and Mm -hmm. and how supportive they are so and are you running like all of the marathon in one go or are you breaking it up yeah it'll be it'll be a constant throughout the day but it won't all be uh, anything groundbreaking in terms of speed so oh. there'll be a lot of walking involved and <laughs> apart from the one where you've got a flight to catch well that's true yeah <laughs> that, that's going to have to be a pretty speedy one but the idea is with a, with anything that I do uh, whether it's you know my job or uh, setting up Ramsbottom Running Club and then recent last year I set up uh, something that you've been to a few times Hump Day Coffee Club as well. Mm-hmm. well I always do these things to try and create a sense of community and get people involved in something and get people together. So that's kind of one of the aims of this whole challenge is to, is to involve people as much as I can. So there's an open invitation for people to get involved, whether that's doing the first mile or the last mile or all of a marathon or as many of the marathons as they want to get involved with as little or as, as much as they'd like to. But that I'd love to be joined throughout the whole thing. If, mm-hmm. if at all possible, like having somebody by my side will be a massive support. What's the best way for someone to get in touch? Cause I know you've got the 20, 2020 website. Yeah. So there's a few ways. So there's the website, which I haven't yet got. I like a contact me form on, uh-huh. which I will make sure I'll, I'll stick it on there. Hopefully before this goes out. <laughs> and then there's also you. all of the social media channels. So there's, there's a Facebook page. If you just search 2020, 20, mm-hmm. so all the all the numbers um and then instagram i think is two zero two zero dot the word 20 right and then twitter i think is the same okay. something like I'll, some I'll along those lines yeah that'd be anyway, great yeah but, lovely um, that'd be really good thank you uh, it sounds like you're covering all the bases so whatever platform someone's on yeah, yeah. that's right and i mean uh hopefully i'm going to be ramping up the the kind of the publicity around mm-hmm. it over the next few weeks and Really kindly uh, invited onto Rosendale Radio on the f- the start of the year. This is another engagement that I'm that is mm-hmm. like a massive bonus for me and um, and various other podcasts and things like that. And I've just set a couple of mates to work on a press release that will go to all of the the media in the cities where I'll be running, mm-hmm. as well as you know Berry Times and yeah, Berry Times, and things press, like that. L- yeah, that's right. All, so, all and if anybody is listening who would like to to you know book me in for a guest slot i'd be more than willing to to yeah, definitely talk about it yeah thanks like I say it's only a few months away you need to get as many people yeah that's right in. and 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 i've got a like i say it's the logistics which is is going to be the most challenging thing i think and i've got a bit of a mega spreadsheet with loads of tabs along the bottom for every place where i'm doing a marathon and all of the opportunities available in that place, whether that's physios who are in that place or, right. or media opportunities and things like that. And and I've also got who's joining in that marathon on that day. So I'm keeping a record of, of right. all the contacts I've, I'm, I'm making and receiving and things like that. So, uh, yeah, but if anybody is is keen to, to talk more about mm-hmm. it and particularly around the charity as well. So, you know, I'd love to to talk as much as possible about the running charity in uh, with as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. Really. Uh, and is it like the... 
the marathon route for any of the cities that have marathons? Yeah, I talked. It- I wondered about possibly doing that. I mean, I, I've still got a lot of planning to do. Some of them, I've got friends in those cities who are going to dev- devise me a route. We're going to hopefully involve the young people who the running charity work with to get involved in some of the route planning and support along the way and, and getting involved in the running as well. Um, but I've spoken to a few people where they've said, actually, the marathon route in my city probably isn't the most scenic or, yeah. you know, it uses roads that are closed on the day of the marathon, so it's probably not convenient for yeah. you to do that. So where possible, I might try and incorporate some of the marathon route in that city. Not all of the marathon, not all of the cities I'm going to have a marathon. Yeah. Um, so you could be setting up a marathon. <laughs> yeah, well, I said, yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, I'll I'll definitely be sharing all of the routes ahead of time. So oh, probably but via the website. And how many how many pairs of shoes are you expecting to go through? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I've got a garage full of shoes. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a really good question. I don't actually know. It's I, I probably rotate about six or seven different pairs at the moment. So, uh, and I've got shoes for all terrains. So, you know, I've got mm. some trail shoes and some some racing flats for running on the track and loads of pairs of road shoes. So I'm just probably in the process at the moment, even though I've been running for quite a while, still finding the, the right yeah. fit for the right occasion. So I'll probably rotate mm-hmm. two or three pairs throughout the Okay. For 20 days, I'd have thought. It'd be quite handy if there was some big sports shop or company. Oh, that'd be nice. Place, yeah. With, you know, <laughs> yeah, just donate me some, some kit. Here's your Bristol yeah. shoes. Here's your uh, yeah, you know, yeah, Brighton shoes. Yeah. yeah, here's hoping. The other thing is, because Belfast is the only, as I say, proper marathon, there's obviously going to be people out on the road cheering mm-hmm. people on, but you're not going to have any of that for any of the other... Yeah, cities. well, no, probably not. Not, not so, at least you might every now and again. I like say family might. Yeah, which friends. is going to be the 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 mental uh, challenge, I think. Yeah. So what I'm doing at the moment is, um, I'm on a bit of a what's called a run streak. So it's not running naked. It, it's uh, it's not every day. Se- <laughs> seventy-seven days so yeah. far. So today was day seventy-seven, which is eleven solid weeks, obviously. Um, but I'm doing a lot of that on my own, and I went out this afternoon for example when it was blowing a gale and it was mm. horrendous and a lot of that is about mental resilience and and making sure i'm comfortable in my own head mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm well aware of that in the sense of um not having the crowds and the encouragement along the way mm. so all of the marathons i've done previously bar one probably have all been big city marathons with lots and lots of support um, the only one that, I, that aside from that was last year quite a lot the running club went to to Anglesey and we did a coastal marathon and there was hardly anybody out on the course mm. and it was pretty brutal up and down but I ran with a couple of mates and, and it's probably Did my favourite probably my favourite marathon I've done because yeah. we just chatted the whole way around and that's where for me the, the ideal for this challenge is if I can get people running alongside me or mm. walking alongside me probably then that will be a massive uh support for me to to get me through it yeah mm. and i love chatting like as you know yeah. yeah i could chat all day and i don't care who it is who's next to me i i can chat to about any topic hopefully and um and the the miles go so much quicker when you've got somebody next to you and you you know you get into a topic and then before you know it you look down at your watch and another few miles has gone by so yeah yeah 
Is there any flexibility in the order that you're running them, or are they all kind of pre- pre- no? So I've I've posted my schedule now, uh, and that works for kind of the logistics really. So it starts it starts in London and and Brighton, and then it's London, a bit Brighton, of a, bit of a commute, bit of a transfer over to Belfast, yeah, and then it goes over to Scotland and then back kind of down the country again. So after. Belfast, it's Glasgow and Edinburgh, then Newcastle and York, and, and it kind of works its way back right. down. I've tried to factor in not being away from home for too long. So when I'm doing the events or the, the marathons in the north of England, I'll probably aim to stay at home every night that mm-hmm. night on those days. So York and Leeds and Hull and Sheffield and Manchester, Liverpool, and, and those kind of uh, marathons will be home time. And, and I think it works out I'm away for probably a about a week at the start and then about five or six days at the end right. and i'll be hopefully at home throughout yeah. the, the middle hold to round one's quite quite a distance, yeah well it? it's about an hour and a half drive maybe Is it? hour and 45 yeah so uh i think that's the day that my mate has offered up his camper van he's going to drive me back and i'm just going to sleep oh. <laughs> while he's driving so okay. i think that's legal um <laughs> but yeah that that is the ideal you know yeah. i'll just finish get straight to sleep and get as much recovery yeah. in as possible and sleep during the the, the transfers between yeah. yeah how are you planning to replenish your calorie intake because yeah apparently it's quite brutal. another good question yeah it, it will be a huge energy deficit that i'll get into i'm sure and i'll i'll be eating probably quite dense calorie high calorie foods uh again it's a, something that i'm experimenting with throughout my training as well so i've done as i mentioned quite a few extreme endurance events where you know ironman can i think the the cutoff is 17 hours and uh my third i each ironman event i did i got steadily slower so an hour slower each time and the the final one was about 13 and a half hours so i'm used to replenishing on the go so i'll be trying to uh work out what works best for me, mm-hmm. you know, getting the calories in whilst doing the events, uh, doing the, the marathons. But yeah, I guess it'll just be a case of eat on site, yeah, see what I fancy at the end of the day. Run, run and past the cake and a lot of, yeah, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of it is about what you feel like in the moment. So I remember after I did the Berlin marathon a few years ago, which is another whole other story, which is on a separate podcast. I'll send you the link to, um, <laughs> but that was, I, felt terrible at the end and couldn't eat anything for a good few hours. So I guess it's, it's making sure that I, I do replenish so that mm. I'm good to go again the next day. But, um, I can't in this moment predict what I might want. Yeah. Um, I can tell you what I wanted after tonight's run. And, and that, as I say, that was quite like a lot of salty food and things mm. like that. And I'm taking advice from lots of different people in terms of, of that element of it. But yeah, it's a really good question. And there's lots of, nutritional products now that that have been recommended to Mm. me that um are easily digestible and and easy on the stomach and things like that so i just need to work out what works best for me yeah and uh what what's the best running film run fat by run or forest gump (laughs) (laughs) it's got to be forest gump hasn't it yeah it's a bit of a classic classic. Yeah. yeah yeah easy on that I don't think I wouldn't recommend watching Run Fat Boy Run before. <laughs> it's not I exactly the encouraging. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's more me, I think, isn't it? Run Fat Boy Run. I'm gonna have to grow a beard so I look more like yeah, Gump. Yeah, 
I think, uh, and well, I won't run in what he ran. What was it? Especially in the, one of the scenes where he's running like full suit or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and uh, Eddie Izzard, uh, he ran he ran twenty seven marathons, mm-hmm. and he not only lost weight, uh, but toenails and potentially sanity. Yeah. I don't know. Is that something that you prepared for? Yeah, I, I've never lost a toenail, so probably not mentally prepared for that actually. But um, yeah, I'm sure that will be. Uh, a massive part of it in terms of it is one one piece of advice I was given by my my boss at work and again she's a an ex world champion triathlete so um she said make sure you look after your feet and make mm-hmm. sure you you get somebody you know looking at them every night and bandaging them up if you need it or, mm-hmm. or make taking good care she's um she knows like as you'd expect a lot of people who've done extreme endurance events in it and it is the feet that are the issue <laughs> But yeah, uh, Eddie Izzard's uh, challenge was, you know, one of the things I was thinking about while while dreaming up this challenge. And and there's a girl I went to college with who set a world record a few years ago where she did 53 marathons in 53 days. And and I quite often watch her YouTube movie that she created off the back of it, where she basically just stuck all of the photographs that were taken to music. It was like a, but it's really good and shows how she got loads of people involved and loads of people mm-hmm. got behind it you know she ran past her old school who had banners up for her and and uh yeah that that was really appealing thing in terms of as i say that bringing of people together and and that type of thing is a massive draw for me as part of the challenge but um just going back to the, the question about looking after my feet yeah uh hopefully i'll keep my toenails intact yeah Maybe keep her some twenty four hour shropodist. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, well, if there's out. any if there's any shropodist list. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, if anybody wants to offer some kind of um, what do they, what do they call the stations where they've got like water and stuff, they just nip out. Yeah, like there. an aid station. Yeah, yeah. All of them along the first way. aid tent. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going. I'm going to be honest. I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> um, but. If, if the person listening to this really wants to find out more about it, then obviously there's going to be links in the show notes. Um, it's for a fantastic cause that you're doing it for. Um, I'm going to, you know, push this as, as much as I can as well. I'll, I'll, be, I'll tweet all over the place oh, great. and stuff. Oh, that'd be amazing. You've Thank not you. got long until... You know, no, that's right. Around. And like I say, I'm, I'm hopefully going to push up the publicity, start ramping up the publicity for the next few yeah. weeks and and hopefully it'll come into people's conscious a little bit more. Uh Again, it's it's really great. It's kind of mates of mine and, and people volunteering to support that side of it. It's like media and comms isn't my mm. specialism, but it is the specialism of, of people I know. And and I've been blown away by the support of that type of thing. But yeah, there's if you if you're happy to share all the mm-hmm. the links yeah. and things, that'd be amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure the listener will like to keep follow it along and you know find out how you're doing. Cool. I know you've been doing like daily videos on your. your yeah, I've done page. a few. Yeah, and and. Um, I do those. I previously did those quite a lot for the running club, and I've done a few for part run as well. Mm. And and you know, it's just the way people consume media nowadays, isn't it? And and I'm going to try and do a f- quite a few more videos. Mm-hmm. I just going to share like your location along the way. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so one of the conversations I've had is with the running channel who who have a they set up a YouTube um, channel. So it's mm. the running channel on YouTube and they're going to hopefully send me a GoPro and, and I'll just oh, film cool. a load of footage right. throughout each day. And I'll probably be doing like a live video, multiple yeah. live videos every day. I'd have thought and inviting people to join me and explain where I'll be at what point. So people can just, if they're watching live, they can just nip out and, yeah. and do a mile or something with me. And, but, uh, if there's, as part of the the kind of the press release that's going to go out, there's going to be appeal for you know if mm. if anybody would has any in kind support that they'd like to offer, whether that is 
you know, accommodation or mm. or travel or they're a physio in Cardiff or wherever that uh, I'm visiting, then then yeah, I'd love to hear from people mm. just to um it makes all the difference having that support along the way because I'll be away from home quite a lot and yeah. won't be able to take a physio with me. So I'm going to have to, you know, use what's what's in that area and, and hopefully people will offer up that kind of in-kind support. And yeah, like I say, it's lo- the logistics, which is which people have questioned rather than my physicality. And, uh, that's, that's a positive and I'm quite blasé about it. I'm kind of like, oh, it'll, it'll be fine. Like, yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> and more often than not... Um, are there I'd any gaps where you, you've not yeah, got... Yeah, I need to have a look at the spreadsheet. I, th- yeah. I don't re- Coventry is on my list and I don't really know anyone co- in Coventry right. or anything in Coventry. I've been once, so I can't... Yeah, well, that's it. I think I've been once as well. <laughs> yeah. But I chose the the cities based on where homelessness is, is a particular right. issue and, and which aligns with why I'm doing this uh, f- to raise money for the running charity. So, you know, it, it, I kind of did some research around where are the, the mo- most... Um, you know, where is homelessness a particular mm-hmm. issue? And actually the top, I don't know, 50 places which have the worst homelessness issues is is all the London boroughs, as, uh, as you'd expect. Mm. But uh, but then I've used that to kind of work out a bit of a schedule and yeah. and that brings with it its own challenges where it's somewhere that I have no links or no contacts. What is the best way for someone to get in touch then? Is it follow, follow your website, follow your yeah, so page? The, the social media channels is probably the best place to keep up to date with things. And I'll be uh, sharing content and videos and, and things throughout. So uh, there'll also be a contact me f- uh, form via the website where people can, if they're keen to find out more or get involved or um, offer up any support, then they can contact me via, via the website. Perfect. Right. Well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, and, thank you for uh, having me. Good luck with your with your massive monumental challenge. Great, thank you. All right, thank you, Rowan. So I still think Rowan is a little bit nuts. I mean, 20 marathons in 20 consecutive days in 20 different cities around the UK is... Yeah, it doesn't bear thinking about. But if you would like to follow along with his journey or donate or anything like that, as mentioned a few times in the episode, all of the links for this are in the show notes for this episode. If you're listening in a podcast app, if you're listening on the website itself, scroll down a little bit and you should see uh, some of the links in there as well. I think at the time of recording, uh, they were just under about £1,800 in the uh, Just Giving Fund. So it'd be nice if we could get them to uh, 2000 by you know before the end of the week. So I'm going to I'm going to shove a little bit of money in there and uh, try and get it a little bit nearer to that £20,000 target. So um, just a little bit of the regular sections for the podcast this week. Uh, I haven't got any events coming up uh, as of yet, just because I've been a bit um, unprepared. I've been trying to organise interviews and things. So I do have another interview I've already recorded. I'm organizing another interview for next week and possibly another two for the week after. So, so far so good with the uh, plan of getting interviews for this year. If you are 
a Ramsbottom local. You don't have to have a business. For example, some of the people that I interview on the podcast are individuals with, you know, they're either they're, they're arranging something or they've got something coming up or um, they're very passionate about something. For example, Jackie Griffiths of um, the Ramsbottom Litter Pickers. You don't have to have a business. So do feel free to get in touch with me. You can find all of the contact details on thisisrame.co.uk and uh, just click on the contact link on there. Uh, a brief bit of news about Ramsbottom United. So, so far, Ramsbottom United are having a really good 2020. Uh, they had they started off the year with a 2-1 win away to Trafford. Then they went on to uh, have a 3-2 win at home. That was on the 4th of January. Then uh, they played City of, City of Liverpool away and won 5-2. And uh, on uh, today, in fact... Uh, Ramsbottom won 3-2 against Brighouse and that was another away match as well. So, so far we've got a really good winning streak into uh, in in this year's 2020. Obviously we were in the playoffs last season but so far we're doing really well. We are currently second in the league as I say. We've got 46 points. Workington are first with 47 points. Uh, just below us are Marine who have played uh, 22 games are on 42 points, but Pontefract Collieries are sitting in fourth. They've only played 18 matches, so obviously they've got you know they've got four games in hand against uh, all of the rest of the top of the table. But and they've got 39 points. Now Pontefract did play us early on in the season. It was only the fourth match of the season, and they won two nil at home. So uh, we are due. Let's have a look when we're next due to play them, and obviously it will be a match at Ramsbottom. And we are due to play them in April. So the 11th of April is when we will be facing Pontefract Collieries. But they've got uh, a couple of the big teams as well. Before that, they're going to be playing Marine. But it's right towards the end of the season. It's the 35th out of 38 matches, um, according to Google. So um, it could be if we uh, we both, you know, neck and neck, it might be one of the games to watch. So uh, keep an eye on that one anyway. But I have probably outstayed my welcome. So I like to try and keep these podcast episodes down to around about the 30 to 40 minute mark, uh, generally because that's more or less um, either a commute one way for your, for your work, if you're going to listen to this, or um, if you can break it up, then it's uh, two ways. But obviously these podcast episodes are around as long as I keep paying the bill. If you ever feel like you would like to throw any money my way there is a donation link on the website where you can click on the menu and it goes straight to buy me a coffee and you can chuck a pound or two in there if you want to well give me some money to either buy a coffee or go towards anything else um yeah because i do have the hosting bills for the website and the hosting bills for the podcast as well and then there's other bits and bobs as well so it's probably a few hundred quid a year but i do love getting out and speaking to the residents of Ramsbottom and the businesses as well. And I love it when you get in touch. So please do use that contact link on the website and uh, just drop me a message. So thanks for listening and I shall speak to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the show. This podcast exists to interview local businesses, local group members and Rami individuals in an effort to bring more attention to our fantastic town. If you like This Is Rami, please consider subscribing, leaving us a review or sharing with your friends. 